1: Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily
2: Podcast on the 8Side Network. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Saturday mornings with Jim Valley, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern, and it is Thursday on this show, and you know that means? We have a lot to talk about here today. A lot of business news, got a new television deal for SmackDown announced this morning, They've been cutting, folks. The main roster cuts have uh, begun. And uh, apparently there will be NXT cuts to come as well. And uh, we're going to talk about all of this in detail after the break because there's a lot to talk about. Both in terms of the TV deal and the cuts. And uh, and we got more. There's a, uh, a WWE. They uh, Essentially, they've got a trading card company, Panini. And uh, they claimed that Panini violated the terms of their agreement, and so they were done with Panini. And then Panini filed a lawsuit saying they were uh, terminated with no notice whatsoever. So a lot of, uh, you know, not just television, but there's a lot of things going down with this uh, merger, which we expected. And uh, they did the cuts last week. A hundred people got cut, you know, office staff and the like. And I would bet that by the end of the day, we'll probably have uh, several dozen Uh, Wrestlers, either main roster or uh, not even just developmental, but people in the system. So we got a lot to talk about there. We got the NXT ratings. And of course, we have got the AEW Dynamite Report, the Grand Slam show, which was Wednesday night, which I thought was an excellent show, with the exception of two injuries. And we've got something, you know, we got some updates on the injuries, but really not a lot from last night. And uh, the way it goes in AEW, you know, you got to figure out these injury situations by asking around because they're not going to announce anything publicly. So, we'll tell you what we know there and uh, plenty more. So, a lot to get into here today. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. A lot to get into today. I'm gonna visit the Twitch chat, see how long I last. I should start a timer here. Mm. But let's start with this. WWE and NBC Universal have reached an agreement for SmackDown to return to the USA network. TK of Group Holdings and NBC announced today. They have agreed to a five-year domestic media rights partnership for the show that will begin in October of 2024. The partnership also involves four specials a year to air on NBC in prime time. Although financial terms were not disclosed, the Wall Street Journal wrote people familiar with the pact valued it at roughly $1.4 billion, which is about a 40% increase in over the deal that WWE had with Fox, the deal comes out to an average of two hundred and eighty-seven million dollars per year, a total of over one point four billion. Mark Shapiro told The Hollywood Reporter that the deal is expected to quote meet market expectations, which was about a forty to fifty percent increase over what they were getting before. And uh, and that's that. Now, stock. Way down today. I actually haven't looked at it in a couple hours, but it was way down on this news.
3: It is down 15% right now, 86.05. 15%? Yeah, it started falling badly in overnight trading. It opened up. There was this news. It did not spike it, and in fact, it has continued to go down.
2: Well, it's it's down. And then, you know, a lot of fans, oh, man, they've been relegated to the USA Network. And Easy uh Easy now. I I do have to say that I'll I, take a, I I 1, want to 0.5 say this billion
3: dollar relegation.
2: The funniest thing about this is, can you imagine getting a forty percent increase and the stock crashes?
3: That's a lot. I mean, money. there's
2: a lot to That's... unpack here. <laughs> well, now a couple of things, and I think that okay. this is this is one of the reasons that uh, this is why I believe that the stock is down on the news that they've got a forty percent increase for SmackDown, and we still don't know where Ron uh you know, NXT are going to end up. I mean, Raw could end up on Fox. I don't know. but uh, and,
3: and their next day rights, because what's this deal with Hulu? is pretty much over. Yeah, we'll get to that as
2: well. But here's, yeah. here's the thing with this 40% increase in the stock going down. I believe that the stock is down, maybe because it was overvalued to a degree, but also because of the idea, and this is true, that by moving from Fox to USA, even on the same day and everything, you're going to... Uh, you're going to have significantly fewer people watching.
3: It's an optical downgrade from those on the outside. You're going from network back to USA.
2: And, you know, you will. I mean, we've seen it a million times. You you, you put Friday Night SmackDown on FS1 in the same time slot. And, uh, you know, they had shows that did 800,000. You know, the last few, they put Roman Reigns on there and such, and it did, you know, over a million. But still, I mean, same day, same time, network to cable, you're losing a large percentage of you can viewers, lose okay?
3: up to two-thirds of your audience
2: so I think that that's the the main thing here but you know what's interesting about this whole Fox thing what's that? so I think that some people have short memories and what they believe is that you know we're kind of in a and we're definitely in a boom period right now if you look at WWE business and I mean I think people are like it's because they are on Fox. And what people are forgetting is that when SmackDown, remember when SmackDown first went to Fox, they signed the deal? Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys recall, you know, Vince was all over the place going, well, this is going to lead to a boom period. We're on Fox. And, uh, you know, the first show did like four million viewers, you know, the debut on Fox. And like Vince is, ah, but,
3: but, they guaranteed Fox a 1.0 in the 1849. Well, Remember
2: let's that. let's uh, let's look at what actually happened. Mm-hmm. It did not lead to a boom period. In fact, the Fox numbers were nothing special for a long time. It was only in the last 18 months that things started to turn around, and we started seeing increases year over year. Before that, there were decreases year over year over year over year. So it was not the fact that they were on Fox that we are where we are now. What happened was the shows improved dramatically. Various people and storylines, the bloodline, Sami Zayn, all of that started to like click with fans. And we saw increases on SmackDown. We saw increases on Raw. And of late, we've seen big increases on NXT. So it is not... That they were on Fox, that everything turned around, is that everything turned around and they were on Fox, and obviously, because Fox is a much larger platform, you know, that benefited more than anything else from this uh, increased interest. So, yeah, obviously, when they moved to USA Network, we ain't going to see, you know, 2.4 million people watching SmackDown anymore, and, uh, you know, that could have ramifications, but... You know, the other deal is, this is a $1.4 billion deal for uh, a show. We don't know what Raw's going to do. We don't know where Raw's going to end up. Whatever NXT is making, they're probably going to get a 40% increase based on the numbers they've been doing of late. So I expect that there's going to be a, uh, you know, today's decline in in the stock price. And then I would expect that somewhat shortly that's going to return to normal levels so anyway that's uh that's the smackdown deal we still are waiting on raw and nxt
3: well just back to what you were saying about the viewership and fox and everything you know wrestling habits a lot of people didn't watch during covid but the habits for the most part didn't change the times didn't change wrestling when it came back you know when everything started to get regular again wrestling was well on the track to do that and Look, Fox and the storylines, it's like a hand in a glove here. Yes, the storylines are very important, obviously, for the product you're putting out there. But it was the visibility on Fox. It was what you were able to do on Fox where they're going to miss that. They're going to miss that going to USA because you just don't have that visibility that you do on a network, and we'll see how things go. They obviously they made tons of money off of this, but also, I don't think it it should be discounted that the stock price was going down yesterday, and it was down in overnight trading. And sure, some of it was the speculation about this, but we're also now seeing. Axios put out a story today that Vince McMahon is setting things up for his possible exit. We saw a large feature in the Los Angeles Times, which went back a lot. And for people that already know the story,
2: get him out of here.
3: There was a lot of repetitive things in it, but what it did mention was that, obviously, Ignis Lahoud stepped up and was one of the two people with Manjeet Singh that said, I, I disagree with this, and he's now on public record for stating it when he didn't have to. And you had the, the former... Uh, counsel for the Securities and Exchange Commission that they quoted saying that, you know, Vince is still in peril here. And by being in peril here with the SEC and with the federal government, he puts TKO and WWE in peril. So there is still a lot that we have to see how these investigations go. There's still a lot that needs to be seen. But as far as the stock price goes, I agree with you. I think it's going to rebound back. I think it's going to be in triple digits again very soon because... The bottom line is the bottom line, and they did get 40% more out of USA. We'll see how it goes when it comes to some of these other deals. And what we're also going to see, too, when these deals are announced, if they happen to be with an Amazon or an Apple or something like that, where it it ends up being a streaming thing, we're going to see how the market responds to that. Because network and, and a major cable operation, you know, we see that. But look, the Pac-12 and Apple got a lot of rolling eyes at it. There, there have been a lot of connections between, oh, we can go to streaming that, again, the financial markets and some people have looked at and been very tentative about. So we're going to get a, a true feeling if they do go to a streaming service on what the market really thinks about that.
2: That's not not know where they're going to get for Raw, but I mean, I don't think it's out of the uh, realm of possibility they could get $1.8 billion for Raw and NXT. Add that to one point four billion, you're talking a three point two billion dollar television deal over five years? I think everything's alright. But it's not alright for a lot of the talent, as we'll get to after the break, Observer Live.
1: Well, I made it a segment. I'm out. Me
3: too. You know what? see this. I got it up right now, and you know what? Gone.
2: Out of here. I got a lot of other stuff to talk about here. Done. I cannot deal with people saying NXT is valueless. Come on. As it was literally number one on cable this week. Now, we have more to talk about. The cuts have begun.
3: Unfortunately.
2: We got main roster cuts, including Mustafa Ali who was scheduled to face Dominic Mysterio for the... I uh, almost said all Atlantic title.
3: North American. North
2: American title. He, well, he was going to show uh, up pay-per-view. on Monday. Yeah. Well, he's going to show up on Monday, but then he's, he's got a championship match. Oh. He's already... He had it, not anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, also cut Aliyah, Rick Boogs, uh. Elias, Riddick Moss, Top Dollar, Shelton Benjamin, and Dolph Ziggler. And, uh, you know... I don't like to see anybody get cut, but I can't remember the last time we saw Leah, or Riddick Moss or Elias or Shelton. Ziggler made, like, an appearance once or twice a few months back. Boogs made an appearance or two. Man, Elias, this guy. It's like Vince didn't want to do anything with the guy, and then Vince was out, and then Triple H didn't want to do anything with the guy, and then Vince came back. It was like this guy had no, no chance, so he's gone. And uh, and then, I guess we'll see what happens, but the word in WWE is that uh, there's expected to be a number of cuts from NXT coming up later this afternoon. Now, maybe it won't happen today, maybe it'll happen tomorrow, I don't know. But the belief is that, like, a lot of cuts are coming. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they're going to cut Noam, Dar? Well, NXT cuts includes the people that are in developmental. And we talked about this months ago, months and months ago. Their new deal, before there was ever a sale or anything, was every six months, it's evaluation time. Every six months. And they're going to look at everybody. And I don't know if it's like, can this person main event WrestleMania? Because that's ridiculous. But if you're not, like, moving along, if you're stagnant, you're out of here. And so I would not expect, like big names to be cut necessarily, but they could. But my guess is that it will largely be people in the system. They've been there for a while. They don't appear to be oh, showing a lot great, of... but
3: they can't bump. They can't roll. They can't do this. They can't do that. Well, not even all... that. It's
2: like if you've been there for a long time and you still are exactly the same as where you were two years ago, I mean, you could be on the chopping block. Well, and there are people it. like that.
3: Well, yeah, I mean... We talked about one in particular yesterday who's a tag team partner of somebody you think is going to be a big star one day, and she very well may be, but she has been at the same level for a long time. I do, for humanity's sake, worry about people like that, but I also think about all of these NIL people that they keep putting in, and NIL is not going anywhere because kids want money to just visit college campuses, so you're going to see NIL money continue on, and WWE is going to throw it out there, and they're going to bring people in. And I think there are some people where it's like, OK, you know, we got a little bit of a look at you. But if you don't have the aptitude for this, you know, I think you're quick and out of there. You know, with a lot of the people that have been there, I think it's a lot of people that have, we've seen on the main roster. Same sort of way where if you've been forgotten about, if creative has had nothing for you, if you've just been in the, you know, stuck in the mire for a while. I, unfortunately, I would be very worried right now.
2: And then we got more business news. The Hulu deal could be coming to an end. Some WWE content on the service showing it will expire in the coming weeks. Hulu support was asked. They responded to a question on social media regarding this. Stated its streaming rights with the WWE expire shortly. So a lot of deals coming due all at the same time, which yeah. is uh, very beneficial for WWE as uh, they're, you know. Hey, we're going to know what their worth is. Yeah. I mean, it it happens every time, dude. Every time there's like a contract year, they happen to magically be up year over year. It's incredible. It's incredible, The uh, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say it's a coincidence, but it's it's not like they try to be down year over year. It's just like they're always trying to be up. And, you know, they were down, 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 down. And then the last contract year was like, what was it, 2018 or something like that, 2017 when they were negotiating? They were up! And then they signed, and then they went back down again. And it was like down, down, down. And then, you know, we're in a a contract year, and guess what? They're up! So it's pretty impressive.
3: Ever since they had to crawl back to USA after Spike, you know, that was the last time, and I know there have been – you can debate from business purposes but from there it has just been working your way upwards and they call it a contract year in sports you know that last year somehow some way you know the guy who's been hitting 220 and you know striking out more times than he gets on base all of a sudden is hitting 330 and has got 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases that's what WWE's been doing it they've been stealing it you could say but they've been doing what they need to do and The NXT is interesting because NXT could always fall back and have a home on on the WWE network. I don't think that is anywhere near the chance of happening. But it is interesting if, say, Fox, let's say they decide to uh, to, to switch it over Disney, let's say, buys the rights to Raw and wants to put it on FX. If they decide they don't want NXT... It'll be interesting to see. Do they offer it as a discount back to USA? Do you want to put that on an Apple as opposed to and get money there as opposed to keeping it all for yourself and and putting it on WWE Network? I I don't know where where you go with that. Same thing when it comes. Well, to here's the rest- thing.
2: Here's the thing to me. Okay, obviously for Raw SmackDown, you want the biggest visibility. SmackDown obviously, if they could have gotten this deal to stay on Fox, that'd have been awesome. If they can get a deal for CBS, NBC, ABC for Raw, awesome. You want to expose it to the largest number of people possible. NXT, you don't need to do that. So if USA, if USA says, you know, we'll give you uh, $40 million a year for NXT, and then uh, Amazon goes, hey, we'll give you $80 million a year. We want people to, you know, get into this Amazon streaming thing. Take the deal! It oh, doesn't here. matter if people don't see these guys on NXT. For some of them, it'd probably be better
3: that's that's true and you can make that case for that what's let me ask you this because i it would be financial suicide and malpractice to your shareholders if you don't take the biggest deal but i was so curious with a lot of people talking about smackdown being the show that maybe gets picked up by an apple or wherever and it goes to streaming it's like That's bad. Going to cable is, to me, bad because, again, the network still has power. How Fox was able to promote that show with the NFL, with college football. I mean, for Fox, they don't care. They're going to put college football on Friday night, next year, whatever. They couldn't care less. But, But WWE misses that. And if you go to a streaming service, I mean... Again, we've seen a lot of these numbers. They don't get anywhere near what cable gets, anywhere near what network gets, and no, that's they don't. a concern. And that's a concern when it comes to well, Raw or anybody. Because here's the thing: Do you take a gazillion dollars to be on Amazon, or do you take well, less you, money you, you have and to, keep your visibility on you have the to biggest weigh networks?
2: If 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 Fox says 1.8 billion for SmackDown. And and Amazon says 1.8 billion for SmackDown. You're a maniac if you go to Amazon. If Fox says 1.8 billion for SmackDown, and Amazon decides they're going to give you three billion to go to Amazon, you go to Amazon.
3: Well, that's the way to to do it. Saudi Arabia, because you're just a slave to that dollar. But I think sometimes in the urge to get rich, you forget about how people are consuming, truly consuming this content, and you may be overrating your ability to lead them by the nose to a streaming service that they'll have to pay for because you can't even take them by the nose and get them from Fox to FS1 when the change is there. So if it goes to somewhere else, this is all very fascinating. And again, this may be, look, the money doesn't get smaller, I guess. So they're always going to continue to make big money. But it'll be interesting to see if, like, percentage-wise, this is the best they do for a long time because – of all of these options, probably going to have to consolidate over the next couple of years.
2: We got the NXT numbers, the show that is allegedly meaningless, according to some. This show did 824,000 viewers on USA. It did a .24 in 18 to 49. It was the number one show on cable and uh, year over year. They're up 19.8% in audience, and they're up 60% year-over-year year in 18-49. to 49. So, uh obviously, you know, the idea of moving people from the main roster down. You know, it's funny, like, they do it, and I hear people complain, and we've been talking about having them do this for years. Like, this is what you should do. Because, A, you get more people watching the show, and, B, you know it's great for a Tiffany Stratton? Having a live, long television match with a main roster star. I or, as was the case on this show, a couple of main roster stars. It was uh, Becky and Lyra Valkyra versus uh, Tiffany and... Uh, and uh, what's her name? Kiana James. James. My favorite Kiana James. Yes. But, you know, uh, talk about heat. The most watched thing on this show was Old Dirty Dom. Hmm? 930,000 people, I believe, for his match with Carmelo Hayes. That's because everybody... See, that's the great trick
3: about Dom on NXT. Is you have him there, and people are like, I want Rhea. I bet Rhea's going to be there. Then you don't get Rhea. But you still got to tune in next week, even if it's just going to be Dom,
2: because Rhea still might show up. Hey, you want, know how to, you want to know how to get a million? How? Somebody, somebody mentioned this comparison. Rhea against Becky. They mentioned this comparison, and it was apt. There was a match back in the day in WCW. I know he should not be named, but it was Chris Benoit versus David Flair. If U.S. title? Want, if you want the modern version of Chris Benoit versus David Flair, it's Dominic Mysterio versus Ilya Dragonov. Oh, my God. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Zabravivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So the uh, the update on uh, the injuries last night. Uh, all I know is that uh, Adam Cole went to the hospital, and they did X-rays on his ankle, and I don't know what they, I don't know what's going on. So he ran down and uh, jumped off the ramp, and uh, and hurt his ankle, and you could see him like he's trying so hard not to sell it, but he can't even walk. And he limps over, and he—they do all the spots and everything—and then he ended up getting in the ring at the end and got shoved by Samoa Joe, and almost his leg almost fell off. And then uh, they had to take him in to see what's going on. So we're we're like a week and a half away from uh, from this pay per view. So I don't know if he's going to be able to work. I guess we'll find out. He'll be able soon to work. Enough.
3: He may not be able to work a match, but he'll be able to work. Well, he in can a stand. But I'm talking to like Roderick it's supposed.
2: No, he- it's supposed he's, to be – they've already announced the tag title match. Like, he's supposed to be wrestling in a tag title match. Well,
3: here's the thing. I'm MJF thinking that's MJF needs to probably take that bullet. He's going to do a two-on-one because he went and visited Adam Cole in the hospital, who's there next to Roderick Strong in the same move. And they have the bed set up there, and there, there's poor Adam there with bad ankle health. Bad high, high ankle health or whatever it is that, that happened to him last night and you can have him there that way. Don't try to take him off TV. He's going to be working. He's got to do something. And or, or maybe maybe you can have him laid out by Filthy Tom Lawler because they still owe us that one, too. He can come and beat him up in the hospital.
2: All right, so we also have the Moxley deal, which was he did a match with Phoenix, and uh, they did a spot immediately where Phoenix did a running dive off the ramp, and uh, he landed on Moxley's head. And if you watch the show, like, there's a lot of criticism about everything today. I'll, I'll talk a lot more about this on the Brian of Vinny show tonight when we have more time. But basically, if you watch the show, like, listen to the announcers. I mean, they thought he was selling. They're like, oh, man, he's all glassy-eyed. That's the look of a man who's rocked. Well, it turns out he was. So he kind of stumbles around a little bit. And then he gets in the ring, and probably about a minute later, maybe two minutes later, I mean, he's just fine. he's seemingly fine, and he's just doing the match. So apparently, he's doing the match, and like you know, the refs watching, and it seems like he's fine. He's doing everything he normally does. He even did lucha, and then you know. But I guess Moxley, you know, as the thing starts going, he starts realizing, man, I'm I'm not all right he's
3: probably here. Probably having spells, yeah.
2: And so he he called for not only the finish, not just like you know, let's go home, but he called for the finish with Phoenix going over. Who wasn't supposed to go over. And uh my understanding here is that, you know, he wanted Phoenix to hit the splash and and that would be the finish. But Phoenix was confused and thought he was gonna hit the splash and the pile driver. So Phoenix hits the pile driver, and uh like you can watch the show. Like Moxley's loudly telling the referee, like, this is it count. And for whatever reason the ref holds up. It was Bryce. And, no, it wasn't. It was oh, um Oh Knox. Yeah, it was Rick. It was Rick why. Knox. And Ooh. so, so Moxley looks right at this guy, and you can't hear it, but you can see it, and you can read his lips. He goes "F you" at the top of his lungs, and then Phoenix has him with another pile driver, and then, uh, and then Knox counts the pin. Now, what Moxley told people was, you know, I didn't feel anything on the pile drivers; the pile drivers were safe. Other people watched him and were like, "I can't believe this guy took a pile driver." But one way or the other, they well, they took him in it the up back like that. It wasn't the best idea. I've had five hundred people angry that we called it a mild concussion. I'm not a doctor. What they told me was mild concussion. If you want to say there's no such thing, fine. I don't care, but don't yell at me. It wasn't my diagnosis. It's a traumatic I'm brain reporting, injury, Brian. I am reporting the wording that was used, which was a mild concussion. I have a traumatic brain injury every day on this show. Why are you yelling at me, for the love of God? Mm. So... That was the uh, that was a story, but you know we'll find out a concussion I mean he could be cleared Saturday, he could be cleared Wednesday, he could be cleared a month from now. I don't know I'm just tell I'm just don't shoot the messenger. you ever heard that saying?
3: well if this guy ever wanted off work now would be the time to say, yeah, you know what I he's have never getting back- his vacation <laughs> you know he will never be- get the vacation." This would be a fantabulous time to take a vacation. Renee, uh put some pressure on your boy there. You know, he could use it right now. Get some rest. Go do something nice. RJ said he can fill in for a little bit. Maybe Lexi, if he doesn't get too many shoes thrown at her. But I honestly thought last night when that show was over with that we were going to, I don't know, kind of be regaling it a little bit because we talked about yesterday. Well, I'm about to be... if
2: you give me some time. I well, got lots just... of regaling.
3: Let's say, you know, I thought this was going to be a very important show to set up for this weekend, and they, again, coming off the pay-per-view, things have been okay, so wanted to continue that momentum, and then we had all this WWE stuff today, stealing all of its thunder.
2: We had Eddie Kingston beating Claudio Castagnoli, title versus title, Ring of Honor World, New Japan strong, Openweight Match was great. It was so great that when it was over, I thought, man, maybe this should have been the main event but then we had the main event and when it was over I was fine with this not being the main event but this match was great and the people were so behind Eddie here in New York going for this title and they just beat the crap out of each other they suplexed each other they chopped each other they hit each other's moves and then finally Eddie hits a series of back fists and for his main man Kawada he power bombs Claudio and after all these years he gets that title And afterwards, Claudio offered the handshake. Eddie shook his hand. And Claudio gave him the belt and left. This was great. Great! (laughs) We had... I, I, I gotta do this one tonight. I need hours. Roderick in the hospital. Roderick in the kingdom deserve, like, every award in The Observer. I mean, they have turned their careers around. They are my favorite gimmick in all of AEW right now. Taven and Bennett and Roddy with his idiot glasses and his neck brace and that stupid bed. Ah, love this. Let's Adored give these guys
3: it. guys a couple more wins on TV as a tag team, too. Let's not forget about God. that as all this is going on here.
2: Oh, my Lord. They had rosary beads, Dragor notes here. <laughs>
3: they were Eddie's.
2: Yeah. So then we had uh, Renee with Christian and Luchasaurus and uh, – so what's happening is they're doing that tag match at, uh, at Rampage Grand Slam. And then, old Christian, this creep, he wants a three-way. Luchasaurus himself and Darby for the title on Saturday. And do we not all know where this is going? Sammy Gabbard, Chris Jericho. Oh, man. Thread on our board about this one. Ah, here they Bro, you know that it's okay to have, like, two botched spots in a match, but the match can still be good. Yes, there was a spot where Jericho slipped running the ropes. He hit the middle rope. He bounced back, and they just kept going. I mean...
3: They had a match.
2: I did that with Craig once. Wasn't great. Of course, I wasn't Chris Jericho, but... And then they had another spot where he goes for the Silver King dive, and Sammy throws a kick, and he misses him by, like, a full foot. And then he immediately kicked him again. But I thought the match was good. The crowd, as soon as Jericho put on that walls there at the end, I mean, they were going crazy. Sammy hits a cutter off the top. This whole thing was built around Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels from like 2008. Uh, Sammy came out in like a HBK tribute deal, and then they did pretty everything much.
3: Everything is a tribute to everything. They right? did pretty
2: much the exact same Good finish, Lord. which was he tried the big thing off the ropes. Jericho hit the code breaker out of midair for the pin. And then Jericho offers a handshake, and they did the same deal, which was Sammy kicked him in the uh, you know, uh, yin-yang and left him for dead. And then what? out comes this absolutely despicable, grotesque, monstrosity of a human, Don Callis. Scarred up. And this place is just furious that Sammy is going with Callis. It was awesome.
3: Why doesn't somebody, you know, do a remake of WrestleMania 20 and the Dollar Trish bet that led to Christian turning on Jericho there and then kissing Trish? Now that was a great story.
2: MJF arrives, and he's doing this promo, and all of a sudden Cole gets a call right in the middle of it, and he tells MJF, I, I got to go. I got to go help Roddy right now, but I'll be back. MJF goes, why are you leaving? And Cole goes off screen and just here. you're not going to die, Roddy! Roddy's afraid he's going to die. So Cole runs off. We talked about John Moxley and Phoenix for the title. And uh, I'm sure, like, you know, I don't know, man. What? What's up? I don't want to put it over because of what happened. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen a match with a guy that got knocked out seconds in end up as good as this match. It was like... How did they do this?
3: What what about a guy who's gotten knocked out late? Who do you think has been the best at that? Well, at least you
2: had the whole match before he got knocked out. Like that Kurt Angle match where he got he he took the uh the uh pedigree on the table and the table broke and he just had the cement and he was knocked out. That match was a horror and he made it through. This, like if you didn't know what happened, you could watch this match and, you know, go, holy smokes, this match was great.
3: Well, it wasn't like Brock Lesnar, and uh that was at Durango, the very end, you know, because at the very end, everybody knew it, and it was scary. This was one where, again, because of how Moxley sells with that stumble and stuff like that, you really, you really didn't know that he was that badly hurt. And again, if if he wasn't touched with those pile drivers, I mean, those Phoenix drivers looked like they absolutely killed him. So kudos to Phoenix.
2: Dragar here said, "I had no idea he was hurt. I just cheered the whole time. Thought it was great." Saray and Tony Storm AEW title. This was a uh, Bullet Club, but it was Boo. one of those. It was one of those Bullet Club matches Ed, that they have every now and then, where like the fans decide they love every bit of it, so they're doing every gimmick. They're doing the shoe for a near fall. They're doing the spray. There's interference, interference. Difference was Tony did not win, and fans were sad. Boo! She hit the. Why uh, would you do this? Exposed buckle. Saray hit the rampage. And Pinder, because I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but barring like injury where it's necessitated, if you win the title, you're holding it for a while. It doesn't matter if there's somebody that comes along. That's just what Tony does. And uh, I'm talking. Why Tony would you Khan. do
3: that with Soraya? Who, again, compared to a lot of the women you have, I know she's got a level of star power, but it just peaked when you were at Wembley. She cannot. Carry oh, I don't know like if it peaked. It seems to be getting
2: a little better every week. She's got the entrance now with the black and white. She's got the uh, film no, noir no, 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 entrance. No no, no,
3: no, 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 I'm talking about Soraya already peaked. You already got what you oh, needed well. out of her. Well, She got the title. The She's premise.
2: got to hold it for a while. He's not mm-hmm. going to give her the title and take it right off of her. He's never done that ever unless somebody was, was injured or whatever. And then the main event was MJF and Samoa Joe. This MJF brother. He doesn't do, like, crazy stuff. But every match is a very detailed story. And, uh, and he, he gets this stuff over. Like, I, I don't know about everybody else, but when he did that promo and he goes, I swear on my life, I'm going to choke out Samoa Joe in the middle of the ring in New York. It was like, y'all know he's choking him out in the middle of the ring, right? I don't know how he's going to do it. He has to. But that's what he's going to do. And that's what he did. And so the whole match from start to finish was, I got to get on this guy's back and choke him out. And he gets foiled, he gets foiled, he gets his neck worked over. They did a spot. This stupid kangaroo kick. It's like... Oh. He does a backflip off the top rope. People's ropes, elbow, bro. And he starts going like this. And this got a bigger pop than anything on the show outside of when Eddie Kingston actually won the title. And it may have been bigger. I may have to go back. They went crazy for the
3: kangaroo kick. It's a very simple business, brother.
2: Yeah, when you do it right. right. And then they build everything at the end. He gets the pile driver on the on the floor. You think it's over, but he kicks out. And then Cole comes out, and finally Max gets the wrist tape, and he starts choking Joe because he's, you know, our scumbag. And he puts him in the choke, and he chokes him unconscious, and he wins. And then Joe goes after Cole, but MGF gets in front of his friend. And Joe offers Max the handshake, and you think, man, we got handshakes. We've well, got Jericho one. All show. Like, something's going to happen. Joe shook his hand. Left. This show was great. And we got another one Friday. We'll get the lineup after the break. It was over live. Remember when I used to like producer Dom? Mm-hmm. May as well go to the Twitch chat while you're at it, brother. Hey, listen. Here's the lineup for, uh... Rampage Grand Slam. No spoilers. And as I mentioned before, actually, I do know some of the finishes here. But So we have the uh, World Six-Man titles on the line. Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona will defend the titles against the Young Bucks and Hangman Page. The Hung Bucks. We have got the AW Trios titles on the line. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass will defend... Against evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. I
3: remember thinking calling him Mr. Ass was ridiculous enough, but here we are.
2: We have got pretty soon he's gonna be granddaddy ass.
3: This <laughs> <It's> granddaddy ass. <laughs>
2: it probably already is, maybe. Ring of Honor World Tag Team title number one contenders match. The winner of this match faces MJF and Adam Cole, if Adam Cole can wrestle at Wrestle Dream. We have got Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Vincent and Dutch and Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. Who will be facing MJF and Adam Cole?
3: I have a rant about this next week.
2: Sting and Darby Allin will be facing Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Orange Cassie Hook and Chris Statlander face Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Anna Jay. And Sky Blue faces Julia Hart. You know how sometimes uh, WWE will like take away a person's name of some sort? Like, mm-hmm. you know, for a while he was just theory- Instead of Austin Theory? Yes. Sometimes, sometimes. I believe that Santana is a much better name than Mike Santana. No offense, Mike. No. Oh. But I think that he was better off when he was just Santana. But he is now Mike Santana, and he will be in action on the show.
3: Would he be better off if he was Jewel's Santana?
2: I have so much to talk about on the Brian and Benny show tonight AWNXT, only for subscribers. WrestlingObserver.com or Video.F4WOnline.com. So join us tonight, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe
0: that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.